Hello, everyone. I'm Therese Bottomley, editor of The Oregonian and Oregon Live. This is Beat Check with The Oregonian. Today, I've invited Christine de Leon, one of our business reporters, to talk about Portland's Lloyd Center and a recent announcement about its future. Christine, welcome back to Beat Check. Hello, happy to be here. So you've been covering the decline of Lloyd Center as a shopping mall and various proposals for the site, which is in inner northeast Portland. So describe Lloyd Center to us currently. What, what's the mall like these days? Oh, so today, so these days, uh, the mall is in, I guess the best way to phrase it is that the mall is in, in flux. It's in transition. Um, it's largely empty. It's not like what it used to be in its heyday. Um, a lot of the anchor tenants have closed in the past, over the last 10 years. And, but um, in recent years, there's been an influx of independent small businesses and they're local businesses that have relocated there from Old Town or from Mall 205 or they're new and they want to check out um, how to run a brick and mortar business. So a bit of a mixed bag, not anywhere near its heyday, but not entirely empty either. Um, So why is Lloyd Center important to Portland? I mean, what's its history? How did we get here? So um, it's important because it's, well, the mall is centrally located. It's not too far from downtown. It's surrounded by the Moda Center to the east, or no, to the west, and uh, the convention center. It's along um, like three max train lines, and it's not too far. Well, I guess when it was built, it was one of the biggest shopping malls of the time, or that's what its owners said. All the stores there, um, or its retail offerings, once rivaled down the downtown retail core. And um, also, it's significant because they have this skating ice rink that um, once was a training center for Tonya Harding. And it's like a gathering. It's it's a big gathering center for inner Northeast Portland. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, it, it started out with huge headlines when it first opened and was sort of at the advent of the mall as a shopping phenomenon. And then, you know, once those of us who grew up here remember the big skating rink, the, you know, Nordstrom at one end and Sears at the other and Myron Frank back in the day and JC Penney. So really has changed a lot, but has, you know, a lot going for it as well. Like you said, a central location with lots of transit. So what is being proposed for the site? What's being proposed for the future of the mall? Right. So what's, so it's owners, which is KKR Real Estate Finance Trust. It's the lender. It was a lender to um, the Texas-based real estate firm that, um, went in that basically owed a lot of debt because of all the renovations. Um, but it pushed them all into foreclosure. KKR took over 
Urban Renaissance Group, which is a developer based in Seattle, um, was brought onto the team. And for nearly two years, they were pretty silent about the mall, what their long-term vision was. Um, and last week, they just revealed that they plan to redevelop the site and eventually tear down the mall. Well, most of the mall, as you see it today, will be gone. And the plan is to put in apartment buildings or residential buildings, uh, streets to connect that 23.6 acres of land um, to connect it with the grid. Right now, there's no roads that go through the mall. And they want to include open spaces and retail and entertainment venues and bike paths and pedestrian walkways. So uh, Bridgeport Village has roads going through it. Streets of Tannisborn has roads going through it. So it's not, I mean, it's a lot different from what we know of Void Center, but it's not unheard of for a mall to have you know, a street way through it. Um, the Renaissance folks from Seattle, they uh, actually were the ones who redeveloped the old Oregonian building at 1320 Southwest Broadway and our old printing plant over by the stadium. I'm not aware of uh, quite this sort of development in Portland that they've been part of, but certainly uh, building renovations with um, retail on the bottom and, and offices or um, other spaces above. So very experienced outfit and their plans, which you can see on OregonLive.com slash business, the renderings certainly look interesting. So is there anything else we need to know about the players here in terms of, you know, their track record or their um, other projects they've worked on? Right. Yeah. So they're bringing in ZGF architects and they were involved in a lot of projects in the Portland skyline. Um, they were involved in the, or they, they're working on the expansion of the Portland International Airport. Um, they designed the Tomical Waterfront Park and they've also, oh, and, um, an urban renaissance group has also brought in, a a landscape architect from New York that designed the High Line. And that's like a 1.5 mile walkway through Manhattan. And it's really popular. Yeah, very popular, very crowded. It needs to be longer. <laughs> I think they were constrained by the existing uh, uh, infrastructure there, but really a neat project um, in New York City. So what do we know about um, the skating rink? And what do we know about the nearby movie theater complex there? What's going to happen there? So they don't, they didn't speak much about their plans for the Regal Theater, or the Regal Cinemas, but that is on their property. The adjacent parking lot that's empty, that's pretty noticeable, is not under their ownership. It's owned by a real estate firm called Mosaic, and they actually have it out for sale right now. And... Um, and I asked if Urban Renaissance Group had any plans to buy it, but they do, they do not. They feel like they have enough land. Um, but 
And that's the lot. Move. That's the lot between the cinemas and Holiday Park. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So the skating rink will remain in some form. It sounded like. Yes. Yeah. So um, they'll likely be moved if they um, when the mall goes away. But yes, they've. Um, so Urban Renaissance Group and KKR had numerous outreach meetings with the community and they did a poll and received 600 or more than 600 responses. And most of them voiced like wanting housing and to have and to make sure that the skating rink is still <laughs> there. <laughs> The um, so let's talk about the surrounding neighborhood. I mean, the Lloyd district is one of the denser in the city now, um, after years of, of new buildings. So they're talking about potentially thousands of housing units as part of this development. So, how will the surrounding neighborhood absorb the development? Do you think? Oh, I guess, like, well, what, what do you mean by? Well, it's a lot of new people coming into a pretty small area. I mean, I know there is existing transit, uh, but I would imagine that the the neighborhood was concerned about increased traffic and increased um, just density, you know, and, and I just don't know if there are any studies done about how well positioned the Lloyd District is to absorb all those new housing units as they envision. Right. Well, so their plan right now is in, it could change, um, right? So I guess the way, the way that they have phrased it is that they have the potential to bring in thousands of housing units. It's unclear what, how many units that they would bring. Um, they have hired, like, they have hired some firms to do a market analysis that makes sense. So they're they're, fa- they're going to phase it in and sort of see if the demand is there and how it changes the neighborhood as they add units. That makes sense. It sounded like they were going to start by deconstructing some of the existing mall, maybe some of those large parking garages that for some people create a bit of a barrier for entry. So uh, I assume it'll, we'll see the shape of it more once they start deconstructing some of what's existing there. So what what all has to happen for this to come to fruition, I imagine there's a lot of planning commission or, you know, city approvals or what have you. What what sort of, what are the big hurdles they have to get over? Well, so they have to get their, so they've just recently submitted an application to the planning design committee for review and they need to get it approved. So, they need to get their their design approved. Then they need to get some building permits, probably demolition permits, um, a lots of permitting. And, and, it, and it sounds like they're going to try to keep most much of it open during construction. That the people who are have their shops in there now will not be displaced. Is that's kind of the vision? Yes. Yes. So. Um, one big part of this is that it, the mall will be open for business during the transformation. 
and it's not all going away at once. They're starting off yep, with the parking structures. And so it'll be years before they hit the mall. And so right now they are currently offering like one six month, one year leases. So short term leases to businesses. So, um, so as this goes in, in phases, what, what is the timeline for when it's all like completely done? Like when the vision is realized, what are we talking about in terms of years? Oh, they did not. This is so early in the phase that they didn't have. Oh, like they gathered that it might be sometime end of next year when they get all their permits approved. And then maybe like end of next year is when they would start like any changes. But so, end of, yeah, so this is, you know, so you're talking end of 2024 for even them to get permission to begin demolishing structures or changing what's there. And then who knows when they actually start and then who knows when they actually finish building out all of what they envision. So we're talking about multi, multi-year project here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Christine, for sharing your expertise on Lloyd Center and what their the plans are for that shopping mall in Northeast Portland. And with that, I'll call it a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to Beat Check with the Oregonian. If you like this show, give us a five-star rating and review an Apple Podcasts. It really helps people find the show. Tell a friend, help spread the word. The best way to support our journalism and stories like this one is with a subscription to Oregon Live. You can do that at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Until next time.